Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. So welcome back. Now I want to move on to explain to you why you should package deals as well. And it doesn't matter who you are and it doesn't matter what your experience level is. You can be new to the industry. Deal packaging is one of the fastest ways on the planet to get cash flow into your new property business. If you're more experienced, then it's even more exciting. Because if you're already on your way, if you're building your portfolio, if you're building your legacy, whatever that is, whatever your chosen strategies are, then you already have a network. You're already working with people. You've already sourced some deals for your own portfolio. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you're new, if you're more experienced, you should be packaging deals. You should be earning money selling deals that you don't want to buy. And the great thing about deal packaging is it's fast. It's really fast and it's free. It's virtually free. I mean, I spend no money now marketing my deal packaging business. People come to me and yes, you get to that point where people come to you and they know what you do. And I do understand that if you're new, you're not at that point yet. However, I will later on be showing you how very quickly you can build your profile in the industry and get people to come to you as well. And there are friends that I'm working with who are doing that and within five, six months have developed a list of 100 investors who are hungry and ready and got the cash waiting to buy their deals. So you can do this really, really quickly. I'll share with you later on how to do that. And in terms of the investment, it's virtually free. Let me share this recent deal with you. So I was sitting in my office one day and my phone rang and I could see on the number one of my favourite estate agents in Manchester. I answered the phone. They said, David, I've got one of those deals. It's just come in. Um, it's like, uh, it's one of those houses you like with lots of people. They all live together, like on the Waltons on the telly. Um, is that something you think you can place? Uh, I don't have to do anything with it for a week. I'm not going to market it for a week. I can leave it with you for a week. This is the figure that the vendor wants. Do you think you can place that? And I said, thank you very much. I'll give it a try. How much money have I spent so far? Nothing. Absolutely. I then put the phone down and I picked up the other phone and I phoned Andrew. Who's Andrew? Andrew uh, is somebody we'd had a few conversations with, but Andrew basically was a referral, a recommendation from one of my existing investors. Now, referrals and recommendations are the, the most effective way to get warm new business leads. 90% of my business now comes from referral and recommendation. So I phoned Andrew. I said, Andrew, what we were talking about, I think I might have found something. Would you like to talk about it further? He said, yes, let's have lunch. We agreed to have lunch. I put the phone down. How much have I spent so far? Nothing at all. But at the same time, I've got a deal that I can sell and I've got an investor with the cash, because I've already met him, that will buy the deal. We went and had lunch. I paid for lunch. £14.58. And I had to park the car as well. Price of parking in Brighton. I mean, Andrew lives in Brighton. Price of parking. Absolutely penal. I winged it. I went for the hour. I put £2 in uh, the machine. So I'm in so far £16.58. I've got invested in this deal. 
Uh, we had lunch, we talked it through, Andrew agreed to buy the deal and agreed a £16,000 deal packaging fee. So deal packaging, it's fast and it's free. It's virtually free. And I can show you and will show you as we move forward exactly how you can do that too. But there are other reasons why I love deal packaging. First of all, there are no tenants. You don't have to have any tenants when you package deals. The investor gets the tenants. And here's the thing about tenants. So I, together with my business partner now, we've built up over 50 uh, units in and around Manchester where we have tenants. I don't want any more tenants. I'm never happy unless I've got six or eight people in between me and my tenants. There is no Christmas party in my business for my tenants. Now, my business partner, Mr. Graham, the other David, he loves his tenants. He does. He goes and knocks on. He'll take tea with them. He enjoys the ebb and flow, the ups and downs of their emotional comings and goings. I don't want to talk to my tenants. I really, really don't. And the great thing about deal packaging is you don't have to have any more tenants. You source the property, you help the investor tenant the property, and then you take the money and you just walk away onto the next one. And that really works for me. And if you're sitting there thinking, why else should I do deal packaging? You know, I haven't got any money for to get started. Then absolutely, deal packaging is the strategy for you. Because what you don't need, you don't need any deposits. The investor's going to put the deposit into the property. You don't need a mortgage. You don't have to put in an application for a mortgage. There are no credit checks. You don't have to worry about credit checks. Stuff happens in life. We all understand that. You know, maybe you've got a challenge in your financial life that you're trying to sort out, and you will sort it out over time. It might stop you applying for mortgages as you go forward now, but that doesn't mean you can't earn money from property. Deal packaging gives you the opportunity to earn money from property, even if you're not buying property yourself. You can have an IVA and package deals. That won't stop you packaging deals and building your property business. And while you're sorting out your credit history, you can build all the contacts you need, all the sourcing contacts that you need to build your property portfolio when you are ready. Another reason why you should do deal packaging is that you're probably doing most of it anyway today. So here's the thing. If you are out viewing properties to add to your own portfolio, you're not buying every property that you see. And, and the pain of this um, hit me really, really hard in 2005, 6, 7. Because I've already shared with you that my business partner and I, we bought 50 houses in and around Manchester. But in order to buy 50 houses, we probably viewed 550. You know, we must have seen... 10, 11 properties uh, to buy each house. You know, we viewed 10 or 11 before we could buy one. We must have done at least that. So 550 viewings, we bought 50. What did we do with the other 500? I know now that if I view 500 properties, there are probably 150 there that I could monetize and sell as deals 
to other property investors. Yeah, look at the money I left on the table. 150 houses, three grand minimum per house. You can do the arithmetic. That is a huge amount of money. I'm feeling quite unwell just thinking about it, that I left all that money on the table. It's a fabulous strategy deal packaging for extracting all the value you possibly can from the houses that you go and view. And it gives you the opportunity to replace your income really, really fast. Now, supposing you want to get out of your job. And I'm not anti-job, by the way. You know, some people love their jobs. Some people, um, it's more of a calling than a job. You know, my, my daughter is a junior doctor, five years qualified now. You know, she loves her job. She would do it for nothing. But here's what I'm saying to you. If your job is something you would do for nothing, then let us show you how to make yourself financially independent so you can do it for nothing. You know, and so many friends in the early days, they'll start running their deal packaging business alongside their job. You know, in the eight or 10 hours a week that they can find to go out and do some viewings, to go to network meetings, to find some investors, to monetize those deals. And then when they get six, 12, 18 months in, into this, they have a choice suddenly because they realize they're earning almost as much money from their property hobby, deal packaging, as they are from their employment. And they realize that the property hobby they're spending 8, 10, 12 hours a week on, if they got 40 hours to spend on that, it would completely transform the income from their deal packaging hobby at that point. So then you've got a choice. Do you keep going with your employment, which you may love or you may not love? Or do you switch to full-time into your property business to earn the sort of cash flow that can jet propel yourself forward? So it's a fantastic strategy for you. But maybe you're not trying to replace the income from your job. Maybe what you want to do is build your deposit war chest. Maybe you can take all the fees that you generate from packaging your deals and just leave them in the bank to build and build and build. And then the point will come when you have enough deposits there for you to start building your own portfolio. There is no other strategy which is quicker to give you the freedom to build your own portfolio by putting your own deposits together than deal packaging. It's just a fantastic way to generate cash, whether you need that cash to support your lifestyle or whether you need that cash to build your deposit war chest. And the other thing it does, and I found this out very quickly when I started my own journey in deal packaging, is that it gives you the opportunity to build your credibility in particular with the estate agents that you work with. Because if I'm buying stuff just for myself, you know, there are a limited number of properties I can buy. And if I go into an estate agent and, and I explain to them that I want to build my own portfolio, then maybe I can buy from them two or three houses a year. Maybe that's the potential. But if I've got standing behind me 20 cash-rich investors, highly qualified, people I've already met and know, then the potential is that I can buy one a month. If you go into an estate agent and you can prove to them credibly that you can buy a house a month from them, 
they are going to give you special treatment. You are going to go to the top of their investor list. So you build your credibility with the estate agents. You know, and it's a very simple thing to do. Just tell them what you're doing. Tell them exactly what you're doing. Tell them you're working with investors. Tell them you're looking to build your portfolio and also your investors' portfolio. And tell them you're in this for the long haul. Tell them you want a working relationship with them, the estate agent, as you also have with your investors. So you are building a trading business. You've got not only are you building your portfolio, which is going to give you capital growth over time. Uh, and if you're building a single let portfolio, and I am a single let investor, I still love single lets. If you're a single let investor, over time, you get the benefit of that capital growth, but the income might be a bit challenging. If you package deals as well, you can fill that void you can get income into your life as well. Now you've got a proper business because you've got capital growth in your portfolio over time, plus you've got income being generated from the deals that you package. So there are so many reasons why you should package deals alongside your plans to grow your portfolio, whatever strategy it is that you're following to achieve growth. So there's a dozen reasons there why you should embrace deal packaging into your property business. But the one caveat I would add is that you have to do this properly. And I'll be sharing as we move forward how to do it properly. I'm asked all the time as to what it is that I actually do. You know, are you a deal sourcer? I don't regard myself as a deal sourcer. And, and I think the term deal sourcer has got some negative connotations these days because there are too many people out there who are, say they, they are deal sourcers and they'll send you, you'll get on their lists and they'll send you emails with prospective deals in inverted commas, but they're not actually deals. You know, they're just houses that are for sale. Uh, and coincidentally, the, the deals that they send you, they're all 20% BMV, and, and I'll come back to BMV shortly, uh, below market value. But when you look at them, they're not 20% BMV. They're not 20% below market value. And by the time you add the sourcing fee and other costs in, um, they're not deals at all. Right? And you've only got to do a, a little bit of research to to show that these deals are not deals. They're invariably in the middle of nowhere. Like these houses are in the middle of places where you would not want to invest. You know, maybe they're in the Bronx, the Bronx type areas. Uh, they might have only cost £35,000 to buy, but they've taken 2,000 years to get to thirty-five grand. And then the deal saucer is promising capital growth. I never promise capital growth. And in addition to that, you have to consider where these properties are because they might not be in areas where you want to rent a property. You know, they might be in, in areas that are socially challenged. They might be in what we call the Bronx. And uh, the rent rolls they project onto the houses might appear to be really, really good returns over the course of the year. The problem is you don't get the rent paid for the full year. And then people come and go. 
and they don't tell you that there'll be long void periods because these houses are not in attractive areas to live in. And then they don't tell you when every tenant moves out, they take the boiler and all the copper piping with them, and you have to go in and replace all that. So basically, deal sources are not serving their investors. And they talk about BMV. Let me talk about BMV. I don't understand BMV. I don't really get it as a concept. I have never, ever got it as a concept. And I thought it was about me. I thought maybe I was uh, a fa failing in some respect by not understanding this. I mean, I get the the general concept that we want a discount to the market. Whatever we buy, whoever we are, we all want to have a discount to the market. BMV as a concept, I really, really struggle with. Because what is it? So if a house is below market value, and then it sells at a price which is below market value, then next time the land registry sale figures are updated for that street, it sets the new market value. Because you can see a house was sold at that value. So it's no longer BMV. That's what houses in that street are worth. Except, of course, you can't see the house. So maybe it's because it's BMV because it's in a really poor condition. So you can have two houses on the face of it identical in the same street. One might sell, for instance, plucking a number for £70,000. The other one might sell for £50,000. But the one that's £50,000 might need £20,000 spending on it. So actually, the market value in that street is £70,000, but this one needs a complete update. And there's no way you can tell that unless you actually go and view the house, which is another way that sources, as opposed to packages, let their investors down. Because I have seen out there in property world, sources say that they can source properties and they don't have to go and view the houses. How can you value a house when you don't go and view it? I, I don't understand the concept. Because I believe that in order to serve your investor properly, you have to go and view the house. You have to go into the house. You have to smell the smells. You have to peek under the kitchen cupboard. You have to have a look round and see all the, the grass going out, the, growing out of the gutter and downpipes. You have to stand on the landing and scratch away at the 1970s anaglypta to see if the plaster is blown and comes off the wall. But I have seen deal sources out there in property world say that the way that they can value a refurb is by talking to the vendor on the phone. They ask the vendor what condition the house is in and what works need to be done. And they rely on the vendor telling the sourcer what works need to be done. And then the sourcer conveys that to the investor. It's fraught with issues from where I'm standing. I don't believe that's serving my investors to do it that way. Don't get me wrong. I have sourced properties that have required major refurbishment and upgrade for investors. But we've always visited those properties. We've always gone in with some of our power team, a builder, maybe a structural engineer, maybe an architect, depending on exactly what is going on and what the plan is to add value to that property. But I would never, never depend on what I was told 
by the vendor needed doing to uplift the quality of that property, or even by the estate agent, you have to go and look at this stuff yourself. And then hand on heart, I can go and tell the investor what my view of the value of that property is and what my view of what's required to be spent on it to bring it up to the right quality. So just to make it absolutely clear, I see a distinction between deal sourcing and deal packaging. And deal packaging is a much more rounded offer and it's designed to serve your investor. And that's what I want to be. And that's what you should be too. And I can show you how to do that. So just to summarise what we've covered in this part, I wanted to share with you why deal packaging is just such an awesome strategy and how anybody in the industry, whether you're new, whether you're experienced, you should be doing it. And if you're going to do it, make sure you do the job properly and professionally and serve your investor so that if your investor's really, really pleased with what you do, you get repeat business and you get recommendations from them and you can build your business that way through your investor's network as well as through your own network. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.